live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by Rachel Cruz this hour. We are both co-hosts of Smart Money Happy Hour as well, so it's a real treat to be on the big show, as we call it here on The Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225. Michael kicks us off in Montgomery, Alabama. What's going on, Michael? Yes, hello. I um, am 22 years old, and I am currently uh, just about a week ago got accepted to Auburn University, and I'm going War to Eagle, my friend. get my... <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to get my my history education degree, my social science degree, to be specific. Cool. And I've completed two years at a community college because it was better financially that way. Yeah. Smart man. So great. Um, and like growing up, my family didn't have a lot. So I'm expected to make, uh, I've talked to a bunch of people. I'm expected to make anywhere from 40 to 60 with my, um, height, uh, 60 grand with my, um, history education degree. What will you be doing? Um, ninth through 12th would be my ideal for teaching a history teacher. Yes. Cool. Okay. What's your question and today? My my question stands is I don't know when I grad um, because I'm expected to take out some sort of student loans. That's the only way I would be able to pay for my final year and a half, two years of university. But I don't know what like once I get that, once I get the job, how I use my degree that I've got to pay back that student debt and also try to like make something in the future as a family that came from like no money. I don't have that experience of with anybody to talk to about how to do that. Michael, have you applied for any scholarships? Um, I have applied for some scholarships. Yes. I currently have a 3.4 GPA. So, uh, I actually got an email from my advisors to apply for scholarships. Okay. What's Um, this going to cost? this last bit of schooling? Uh, they, I don't have an exact number. I have the, I have their calculator pulled up. That's like tells me an amount and it is estimating somewhere around 35 right now for the remainder but I to graduate. Yeah. Yes. Okay. For the total degree. I mean, Auburn isn't exactly the cheapest school around. No. So I'm just looking at all of the options to help you go to school debt free. And it's, here's the reason You asked us, how do I create wealth? One of the keys to create wealth is to get out of debt and stay out of debt. And right now we're going backwards. We're taking a step back and you're hoping to take a few steps forward once you're working. And I hope you make 60 out of college teaching. I was going to say, is that I don't know what a high school history teacher makes in your area, but I would do some homework on that. Because 40 to 60, that's a big swing, Michael. That's $20,000 difference. Um. So I would, I would, I would know the ROI on that. And what I would do, Michael, if I were you, um, even though it's so exciting, and I think you've, you've been so smart, Michael, up until this point. I mean, you did the community college route, got your prereqs done. I mean, that's so wise. And then that's what we always say. And then you can transfer to uh, a larger state school if that's where you want to actually graduate from. But I would do is I would, I would still shop around. I mean, I would, I would apply for other schools in the Alabama. Issue, the, the issue with wanting to look at different schools is, uh, my dad isn't in the best of health and Auburn's like 15 minutes from my house. So 
that was the reason is I could still take care of him and be able to go to school at the same time. I know it's not the cheapest school. There's other schools out there that will be a lot Are you the caregiver? Are you, are you his caregiver? Yeah. Yes. You are. You are. Okay. Okay. So I wouldn't be able to go farther Have you away. looked at an online option anywhere? To get this I've degree? At, like, to get this I've degree? I've Troy's online program and they're really expensive as well. I haven't went really too far into it. Okay. I would price out some colleges, public colleges. I would not go private um, for online degrees and see what you can do because you, I mean, you, you being your dad's caregiver, that's a that's a big uh, piece of this puzzle, right? Uh, what where's your mom yeah. in this situation? Uh, they are divorced. Okay, and what kind of health? What kind of situation is he in health wise? But um, it's just me and him. It's. Uh, bedroom oh i'm sorry uh what what is his health condition that you have to be um his oh, caregiver health. i thought you said health oh yeah sorry uh, no you're bad. fine um uh he had a work accident in the 90s that left him like with uh, a broken neck and stuff and it, he has like severe issues recovering from that okay is he on and disability yes okay okay yeah, so uh, him being on disability has been major for me as far as community college because I haven't had to pay a dime for yeah. my community college yet. Well, and Michael, honestly, your situation, I mean, I, I would I would look in because there's grants, there's scholarships. I mean, there's there's plans that you can actually go into because of your current situation. And and I would because, I mean, you are part you're a caregiver at 22 years old. And so. Um, yeah, what I would do is, is either do online or find a way where you can do school at Auburn and work at the same time to cash flow. and cash flow it. And even if that means you have to maybe pause a semester and I know you just got in and it's so exciting, but maybe you say, Hey, I'm going to start back in January and I'm going to take the next nine months and work and save up some money and apply for scholarships and really get this handle, Michael, because if you are able to figure out a way to cash flow this money through working through school choice and through scholarships and grants, and then you graduate and you automatically are making forty dollars forty thousand to $50,000 up to sixty is what you said. But I mean, you're going to be able to do so much with that income to be able to save quickly for a house. You're going to be able to invest. You're going to be able to really jumpstart this wealth building process is why you called is how do I create this wealth? And like George said earlier, it's not going deeper in the hole. So I know this is it's not the standard approach people take when it comes to college, but we've seen so much disaster when it comes to the student loan whole thing in this country. And it's just, um, it's just held people back. And yeah. if you can make smart decisions now, Michael, which you have up until this point, I mean, I just want to applaud you. You've done such a great job. Um, if you can keep at that, it's going to be hard work. But when you can graduate mm-hmm. on a foundation, a solid financial foundation versus a financial hole, you're going to be able to just to run so much faster as a as a young you know well, in your early 20s while i was in um community college and in high school i was a radio station intern and i'm hoping that i could get use those like two three years of experience as an intern yeah to push and maybe get some sort of like job that would pay a, a decent amount while i'm going to school in Auburn because there's a bunch of like radio stations there for sure no that's a great creative, idea man. michael and i know some of our guys in the booth they all worked in the radio industry and i think like your early hours been late hours pay more 
Possibly, yeah. So, like, I don't know. So, get creative with it, too, if you can, um, Michael, to to really grind it. This is the time to grind it out. Yes. And I would do it. But and, you're you're smart, and we are cheering you on. And as a guy who graduated from a school in Alabama with $36,000 in student loan debt, Michael, I'm telling you, I see your future. It's too bright. Don't do what I did. I have a lot of regret, and it slowed me down by years to where I could be with my wealth. So, best of luck, my friend. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining in amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Rachel Cruz. If you're looking for something fun to do this year, join us for our brand new event called Total Money Makeover Weekend right here in Nashville, Tennessee, up the hill from our headquarters at the new Ramsey Event Center. It's May 10th and 11th, and this is going to be an incredible weekend. We're going to give you a crash course on everything we teach about money. You're going to hear from every single Ramsey personality, Dave Ramsey, Jade Warshaw, Ken Coleman, Dr. John Deloney, Rachel Cruz, myself, and uh, this is going to be something different. It's going to be very interactive. There's a lot of Q&As. We're switching up the event content. And so no matter what baby step you're on, this is going to be an event that will light a fire under you. Whether you're in baby step one or seven, you're going to walk away with some hope and it'll be a good time. So early bird tickets start at just 99 bucks, but it's a limited time only. So if you want the best deal on tickets, this is it. We only can fit 2400 up in that event center. So don't miss out. Start putting this in the budget, get the transportation locked in, the flights, the hotels, and make it a fun weekend here in Nashville, May 10th and 11th. Get your tickets now at RamseySolutions.com slash events. And Smart Money Happy Hour Live, Rachel, on Friday night. I know. As part of Total Money Makeover Weekend. Which so if you ever want to witness it. might be the best part of the whole weekend. So Your words, not mine. Don't miss it. It's going to be great. It'll be a great time, and uh, that's part of the event. So you're not paying extra to be yeah. a part of the live studio audience. And this event, you guys, you, you, I feel like people don't always realize the power of being in a room with 2,000 like-minded people, and Nashville is obviously a great destination city to come to. Uh, but but being part of something like this for a weekend, it's so it, it just it refuels you. you I don't know? want to it's say it's this... life changing, but it can be the start of life change. You yes. can look back and say that was the moment. That was the event. We, we hear said. that from so many people and even people out here. You know, when we meet people in the lobby as we're doing this show. Well, I went to this live event in Minneapolis or I was at that live event that you guys did in Cincinnati or I was here. It is the thing that kind of just jump starts you and it's a full experience and it's great just to dive in and we're going to do all new money content but wherever you are on the baby steps come hang out and then also john deloney and i are doing a money and marriage weekend in october oh and those, that's right yeah and those tickets are at ramseysolutions.com as well so that was a really fun packed weekend so come hang out with us you know we're, we're um, lots of opportunities yep, having some open weekends for you guys come party some of y'all need to plan a trip some of y'all in baby step seven you still got that tight grip on all your money you're used to debt payoff Enjoy it. Make a trip out of it. Come see us. All right. Sarah is in Toledo, Ohio. Up next, Sarah, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I'm so excited. Sure. How can we help? So I'm getting married in June, and my fiance and I are starting to look at how to set up a budget together and just kind of set ourselves up for success in that way once we're married. 
And we're just wondering how it works since my income is so hit and miss. So I'm a full-time wedding photographer and I've been full-time for almost two years now. Um, I pay myself anywhere from 1K a month to 10K a month after my business expenses. Um, My total income last year through my business was 40K, but my fiance makes a steady 65K a year. So how can we set up a budget since my income varies so much? All right. So let's pretend this is post-wedding day. You guys have combined Mm -hmm. finances. You have one bank account and we're working on our first budget together. Yep. All right. So what you're going to do with a regular income, and this is important for anyone who has a regular income, commission jobs, sales jobs, you name it, seasonal jobs, what you're going to do is basically create a prioritized spending plan. So just like everyone else, you're going to list your income for that month, what you think it'll be. And if it changes, that's great. And most people have kind of a baseline, like you know your worst month is going to be 1K. Mm -hmm. So list that plus your husband's income. And then below that, you'll have all of your expenses. And you're going to start with the priority. So this for you guys would be food, utilities, shelter, transportation, giving, insurance. And then if there's more money left over in your every dollar budget, you can start to go into the luxuries, the subscriptions, maybe this travel savings fund, the sinking funds, all that good stuff. And so that's how it works with a regular income. And there might be some months where it's tight. You might have some amazing months where you create kind of a a peaks and valleys fund where you go, all right, we had a, I had 10K this month. We're going to put this money aside to cover when I have a 1K month. Right. And so that okay. will also help you when it comes to a regular income. Yeah. As a photographer, Sarah, do you know, uh, how do you do your payment? Do they do a deposit when they um, hire you? And then after the wedding, they get the rest of the amount or how does that work? So it's also difficult because a lot of clients prefer to do things differently. So some clients, you know, their parents are paying for it or whatever, and they just want to pay for it right up front when they book me. Um, I do require a 25% deposit from everyone. Okay. But then after that, um, it's up to them on how they want to pay it. As long as it's due, you know, everything's paid off a month before the yeah. wedding. Well, the good thing, yeah. you know, and unless it's like a spontaneous wedding, but the, you know, there is a, there is a benefit that you have a date out set out there. So you can look out and say, okay, in October, here's two weddings have they put down the 25% or have they already paid me? You know, you're, you're able to kind of forecast right. it a yeah. little bit, which is great. That's, that's a, that's an awesome mm-hmm. thing to your advantage. Um, and if anything, then, you know, spontaneously someone hires you and puts down a 25% deposit you weren't expecting that month. And you're like, Oh, well, there you go. Uh, but being able to forecast out a lot uh, with your calendar, I think is going to be helpful too. But I think that peaks mm-hmm. and valleys funds that George mentioned is huge. Like if you can have just kind of a side, account and say yeah here's our standard operating budgets if we have a you know a huge month we're going to put some aside maybe enjoy some of it right you want to enjoy some of that Mm -hmm. um but on those super low months you can pull a couple of grand from it and not feel bad about it because that's what it's there for to sustain those things that you really do need throughout that month and sarah the one of the best things to do is to learn to live on that spouse's salary with the stable income if you can do that then anything you bring in is gravy if we can if we can plan on living off of that 65k a year, yep. then anything that I'm bringing in can go into what exactly? I mean, because since I'm self-employed, I don't have like retirement or anything like that. Um, well, you still have so options. Yeah, just, you can open a SEP right. IRA. There's a solo 401k. So don't think and Roth IRA and anyone with earned mm-hmm. income can do that. So you still have lots of options. And you have to set aside money for taxes. And so quarterly estimated taxes right, needs to go yeah. into a separate account. I am account. putting 30% every month into a separate savings account. Good. For taxes. So do you guys have any debt? 
Um, we do. I have um, 6K in student loans that I'm paying off. And then um, I have a car and he has a truck and he also just bought a home. So. Ah, okay. So let's yeah. focus on that consumer debt and you focus on yours until you're married. He focuses on his mm-hmm. and let's try to make as much progress before the wedding day because that's going to help you guys out. But right. if you're asking what to do with the extra money, you would apply it to whatever baby step you're on. So right now you guys are probably in baby step two. You have $1,000 in the bank, but yeah. we're working yep, on this consumer debt. And then it'll yeah. be the emergency fund once you're out of debt. And then it'll be, we got to invest 15% of our income and the rest can go to, you know, increase giving and once you, you know, paint off the house early that you guys will have together. And so there'll always be a home for that money, but you've got to be making that every dollar budget and assigning a dollar to a job. Otherwise it will float away into new equipment. <laughs> As you know, that's part right. of the joy of, of in, being in your field is there's always a new toy to get. Yes, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to gift you every dollar well, premium as a, as a little wedding gift, Sarah. And uh, you, you and your thank spouse, you. okay. future spouse, can work on that together. And uh, it's fun that you've been a part of so many wedding celebrations as the photographer. Now you get to have your own. Who's going to do your ear photography? It is. We're actually eloping and getting married in California. Wow. So oh, I love it. So you've yeah. seen so many weddings, you're like, we don't need that. Who needs to spend 50 <laughs> exactly, grand on a party? Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. great Sarah that's so exciting well congratulations we're, awesome. we're excited for you and what a great I mean what a great place to start out I mean they're making great money yeah uh, and to be able to knock out this debt and and start it I mean it's it's great so great so hang on the line Sarah we're going to send you every dollar premium that's going to allow you to set up that money and what's really cool is with the premium version there's a, a feature called paycheck planning and it'll forecast exactly when and if you might run out of money. So this is a great thing for those with a regular income to help you figure out, oh, I got to move that bill around. I got to change the due date there because I'm going to have a high chance of overspending this month. So check out all the features in Every Dollar Premium. It connects to your bank account. There's a financial roadmap tool. So many great things to use there. And that is our wedding gift to you, even if you don't invite us, which there won't be a wedding. There are low What if George and I, I know, what if we showed up at the... It's worst places to visit. Just me and you, Rachel. Someone asked me to uh, to do their wedding. I'm very excited for that. I got to get one of those online courses now. Pastor hey, George. This is the Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed, and now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 40% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm George Camel. She's Rachel Cruz. This is The Ramsey Show. Open phones at 888-825-5225. We got a lot more shows where that came from on The Ramsey Network. All The Ramsey personalities pretty much have shows, including uh, The Rachel Cruz Show on YouTube, Smart Money Happy Hour, which Rachel and I co-host, and my own YouTube channel. That's been uh, a lot of fun 
We bring some snark and entertainment and memes. You've had some good with ones. financial advice and uh, the Millionaires and Cars series, George. That's you were great. you were a great guest for that series. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. You've had some fun guests. Go watch so. that. We tool around in cars and get coffee and talk about building wealth. And uh, Dave Sorry. did better than you as far as views, but you were the I think the second. Oh, I'm second. Not, I'm not shocked. I'm second, number two. I think so. Nice. I'll take the I'll take the silver medal. She's competitive. I knew that would get to her. It's fine. It's Dave. We expect it. Well, we went to the barn with Dave, so we had a whole experience. Oh, it was a special. It was a special that's time. That's good. That's good. Some and he bonding. made me coffee with the coffee wow. machine, which was a struggle. Turns out, <laughs> almost didn't get there. So go tune in for that. <laughs> search George Camel with a K on YouTube and search Rachel Cruz on YouTube and tune into those shows. Leah is in Chattanooga, Tennessee. What's going on, Leah? Hey, I hope y'all are doing well. It's kind of weird talking to y'all after listening to y'all all the time. <laughs> well, um, we're glad you're here. We're honored. <laughs> um, so I have hopefully a quick question, um, but been kind of looking we're on baby step two so trying to pay off debt um my husband and i both only have student loans uh he has about thirty-eight thousand, and mine's about uh sixteen thousand. and so we have actually been over the past few years uh really focusing on mine um and knocking it down because um prior to me going to school my parents kind of told me that they would pay for my undergrad degree or my undergrad loans um, upon graduation. And as long as I paid for, you know, my grad school and everything else that I did extra. So we've paid off completely my grad school loans, but the 16,000 is only my undergraduate loans. And so I guess my main question is even since my parents are paying for it, does that still go within my, our debt snowball or should we focus on, um, my husband's and then our original plan is focused on my husband's loans. And then if we were done with his, if mine were still lingering, then we were just going to knock them out. But are your parents just making the minimum payment on yours? What's, what's the agreement for your parents to pay this off? Yeah. So they're just making the minimum payment. So throughout the years I have actually put additional to the undergrad loans with, um, I've gotten a couple, um, like loan repayments through work and, um, like with the COVID stipends and all the extra um, like tax refunds, we have been like putting to my undergrad loans as well. But right now it's just the minimum um, that they are making. Are these loans solely in your name? Yes. Okay. Well, this is your debt and it sounds like they're not able to just like knock it out based on the fact not they're making minimum payments. Well, I mean, based yeah, on the fact they're making minimums, part. it's going to take years and years for them to pay this off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I would do, and I maybe, who knows? Who knows how this I'm is going to go? I'm curious to see what Rachel has to say. I, I mean, there's a part of me that would say, you know, if they've said that they'll pay it, and that was y'all's agreements, I would be okay paying off the husband's, 38000 Um, Because how much do you guys make a year? Um... Probably about one ten, and it'll go up. Um, my husband will be graduating probably in December, um, or not probably. He will be graduating in December with his graduate degree, so it'll go up next year. But I mean, for the rest of this year, it'll be about one ten, one fifty. Okay, okay. Because a part of me would go ahead and just tackle the thirty eight thousand while your parents keep the minimum payment going with the other one, because that's not cash out of your pocket. You could take what what you know. That would be putting towards the thirty eight thousand. And then, like you said, when you get back around, see what it's down to, 
And then at that point, I'd probably just knock it out. Um, but I would let them, because I mean, that they said that they would pay it. So there's a part of me that would go ahead and mm-hmm. just let them keep their word. But I don't want that debt in my name forever, ever, and amen. And that's what's going to end up happening with your parents. But yeah. for the time being, go ahead and let them yeah. pay the minimum payment while you guys attack that 38000 And then when you look at it, um, yeah, to be able to say, okay, at this point, we want to just pay it off because we don't want this debt around. That's what I would do, mm-hmm. George. Would yeah. you would you pay off the sixteen thousand? I like first? the plan. Well, I just keep thinking if there's if there's high interest on this and they're and depending on the plan repayment plan, the balance could go up over time. So I just mm. I don't know the whole situation and uh you know, that's for you to do some homework on, but I just hate this stuff lingering and it is in your name legally, regardless of what they said. And so that's mm-hmm. where yeah. I always go back to it. This is your debt and I hope they I mean, it doesn't sound like they've ever missed a payment or that they plan to. But you just never know. There's still risk here yep. with it being in yeah, your Yeah, and if something goes sideways with all of this and they say, I can't pay it, then I would pause the 38000 payment on payments on that, and then go to the sixteen and pay it off aggressively. And part of me, I don't mm-hmm. know if this would ever oh. work, but I'm wondering, do you use the debt snowball method? You pay off all the debt, and essentially they pay you that sixteen grand over however long it takes them. You know, yeah, which you is still down, weird. I know. I just think this the whole there's a relational piece of this that I don't I know, like. I just I want this gone as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So would you pay yeah, off the sixteen first? Awesome. Would you go ahead and just knock well, it out? Are these all separate debts? Are these all listed? You know, are these all multiple student loans making these all up? Yes. So mine is probably I think it's around maybe eight kind of smaller ones. So they're yeah. like the ones on mine are are some of them are actually really small. So like we could knock out probably a few of them um, like this month or two or the next couple months easily. Um, and, but then my husband's um, he mainly has one that's really, that's like half of his loans and then the rest of are broken Smaller. up maybe about six or seven more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm still good with Rachel's plan. I think it's wise to do that, but I would also be in conversation with them about what mm-hmm. are we doing to really knock this out versus just maintain the balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hard okay. thing is with it, though, you know, you can't control what they what they do. So hear me say, though, Leah, that, again, I would be okay with knocking out the 38000 because, again, there's multiple little loans. You guys can still get that effect of the debt snowball when you separate those all out, knock his out, and then then go back and knock out the sixteen. though. I don't want that sixteen hanging around forever. Mm-hmm. And either way, yeah, making 110 plus, you're going to knock this, yes, your husband's yeah. loans out real fast. Mm-hmm. So make okay, a plan thank for that. You. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the next, you know, six to eight months, we're knocking his out, and then we're focused on yours and helping mom and dad get rid of this and say, thanks, mom and dad, for the help. But yep. it's not worth letting these linger. Oh, anytime that's there's debt hard. and relationships, it just gives me a little bit of I know, I know. And, and that's what's burn. difficult is, again, so many parents, it's in such goodwill to say, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll pay for the school, but obviously she takes the loan out in her name that's the weird part is like well we'll pay for it after the fact after the loans in your name collecting interest right versus they just don't have the money to cover it so it's a sort of promise down the road that's right exactly exactly so then it just kind of sits there and lingers and there's a part of you that's like okay well they you know they're keeping their word now so not that you're taking advantage of your parents but you're taking advantage of the situation that they promised you right um so it's not money coming out of your pocket you know they're paying for it but again, what ends up happening is this is it. And then life happens. Something happens to the parent situation. They're not able to pay. And then, you know, thankfully she's in a great, Leah's in a great position because she's aware of all of this and knows she wants to get out. But for a lot of people, George, you know, they they feel like they got screwed where they're like, oh my gosh, I have this $16,000 loan I wasn't expecting. But 
my dad, they can't retire and they're having, you know what I mean? Like life just ends yeah. up happening. That's why you never want to mix money, debt, all of it with family. It's just, it And we've does. seen the opposite side where the parent took out the parent plus loan for the kid and the debt is in the parent's name. The yes. kid's not paying. Yes. And now the parent can't retire because they've got six figures of debt that they took on on behalf of their kids. That's and, right. And it just hurts the relationship and it creates tension that doesn't need to exist. And so I know well-meaning parents That's are right. out there but this is not worth it. You got to let your kid make the choices they're going to make and you got to do what's best for you. Yep. But intermingling this always causes pain in the end. So it makes it difficult. Whew. Student loans, man. In fact, they're going to be around for a while, Rachel. <laughs> not going anywhere, George. Just going up. And we aren't either. That's we'll right. be back. That's right. More like of your that's call. Like, that like was that's really like, smooth. That like was that a Ken way? Coleman transition if yeah. I've ever seen one. Yeah, there you go. Learn from the best. Wow. <laughs> Driving from the passenger seat. <laughs> I like that. More of your calls coming up. 888-825-5225. We'll be back. Our scripture of the day, Jeremiah 119. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Mark Twain once said, keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that, but the really great make you feel that you too can become great. That's, That's nice. good. I That's like that. nice, Mark. Thank you. George, you can do anything you want. Dream Well, I big. thought it was going to be a joke about small people and I was going to no! be offended. No, George, I'm here to, I'm but here he meant to emotionally, let you mature, Maturity-wise, small. That's <laughs> Yes. Thank you for always lifting me up, Rachel. You're so welcome. So what friends are for. Oh, boy. Open phones, 888-825-5225. James joins us up, up next in Atlanta, Georgia. What's going on, James? Hey, guys. I just want to say thanks so much for your time. First of all, just grateful for y'all. Um, we're you. on baby step, somewhere between five and six, saving a little bit, but probably not enough for college. But we feel like a little bit of an impasse now because we're a double income family, but feeling Lord call my wife to stay at home with our two young boys. We're two under two. So my question is, what should we do with our house to enable her to be able to do that? Cause we did not plan for that when we bought our home. <laughs> mm. So what's your income now and what would it drop to? Well, if your wife was not working well, outside the home. Yeah, it's about 144 take home. Um, and that's after four when can all that too. And it'll, it'll drop to about 61 take home. Okay, and based on all that math, how much of your mortgage would that take up every month? Yeah, the mortgage as it stands with HOA and property tax is thirty six, which is thirty six a month, which is twenty five percent about of our current. But obviously, it would blow past that with the new um, income that's single yeah. income. So we're looking; we would have to be, be around eighteen sixty, yeah, to be twenty five percent monthly. And it sounds like her. Different. She's bringing them uh, the majority of the income for the household right now, right? Yeah, she is, George. I'm, I'm in ministry, so she's a blessing to us. <laughs> ah, man, that's tough. So are you wondering, do we move in order to make this work? Well, it feels we came here um, for a new role just to help serve the community. Um, and we're in a high, we think, an area that will appreciate really fast, which is great in the long term. But now we feel this is the priority above anything financial is getting her at home. Um, so we feel like we have to sell to get to that monthly 25% rule and, or enable to enable us to afford her being able to do that. Yeah. So we feel like we have to sell, but our impasse is what do we do? Do we go 
to renting. You know, we have a big stock portfolio that's been a blessing to us from our parents. I'm like, do we use that to do some kind of move? How much money's in there? It's about 300,000. Wow. What's left on your mortgage? Uh, About 470. Okay. Ooh. I mean, I would definitely, if you could knock out the mortgage by liquidating the stock portfolio, that would definitely allow you to stay at the home that you're currently in and allow her to stay at home. Right. But there's a gap right now. Yeah, it's 170 is left. What's the what's yeah. the timeline here? Could she, for example, could you guys, could she work for another year or two? Or is this like, hey, this needs well, to happen our, now? Our oldest, yeah, it doesn't, we're open. Our oldest is turning two in a couple of weeks and we have a six month old. So we just feel so burdened to make it happen as soon as possible. But we're trying to do that wisely and be patient and, you know, doing it the right way. So we're open on that. We don't necessarily have a, a firm timeline. I will say November is our two year mark for capital gains. Um, so that's not that huge of mm. big of a deal to us, but it's, it's, it matters a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think through the options. I'm wondering if there's a situation where if you applied the $300,000 to the current mortgage and did a mortgage recast, which would cost you a few hundred yeah. bucks, it would then lower your monthly payment to where it would be, you know, you'd be on a $170,000 mortgage. Yeah, we thought about that. We thought about throwing it all at the mortgage without a recast, which doesn't move the monthly, but takes away more interest, you know, with principal. You know, yeah, the interest about- is how a much problem. You, how right much now. do you love the house, James? We, I mean, we're, it's a blessing, don't get me wrong, but it's a three by three, so we're on top of each other. We would love more space to have a room to host family, so we would sell if we could, and we think we could probably make 120 if we sold to get back what we put into it, which means if we put that on top of the 300 from stock, we're working with something significant. Yeah. Um, but then where would you go? Yeah, we don't know. We don't, we don't know. Somewhere in the area, hopefully. Um, and to throw a wrench in it all, there's actually a house that's far away from where we currently are, but near our family that we could probably live rent free. But the problem is there's no ministry jobs out there that I can find. So we're just uh, trying to weigh what's best. <laughs> Oof. Do you have any other debt? No, you're on baby steps five and six. You said I'm sorry. Yeah, no other yeah. debt. Just well, just. we know we know the options are we can't stay in this house if she decides to stay home, unless right. you look into that mortgage recast situation and you can bring down that monthly payment to be closer to twenty five percent. And that's not a hard and fast rule, but it sounds like you're going to be sixty percent of your take home pay going toward the mortgage if you do this move, yeah. and that is not sustainable. Yeah. So your options are either go rent somewhere if you sell. Well, and James, and I think that there's, you know, um, a reality too. And and I think what you do in ministry is amazing. And, you know, we, we love people that serve our country, that serve people in their communities and all of it. But, you know, that is a choice, you know, that you, you're, you're in this line of work and it yields $60,000. So there's a lifestyle choice there, right? That, that you guys as a family together say, Hey, we value this work. And feel called to it. It's a higher calling for you. And that's going to have to then reflect your lifestyle as well. So there is a part of me that would say, you know, I, I probably just hates liquidating $300,000 of stock just for a mortgage. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, there, And there probably is going to be some tax burden with yeah, that. Yeah, so there, there's just something about it that I, I, I would almost just, I mean, I don't know, James. There's a part of me that's like, you know, you got two little kids. You're in ministry and your wife wants to stay home. And it's like, all right, these are not wrong decisions, but our lifestyle has to reflect that. And so it may mean a smaller house. 
and you know you're gonna get some great equity in this i mean i know the interest rates and all of that are crazy and all that but i mean i would just look at a smaller place that you guys can afford on your salary and then in four or five six years when the kids go to school if she's like, yeah, I kind of want to get back into the workforce, then then we can make different decisions then. But I just know as a mom, when you feel that that pull to stay home and you have the ability to, like you guys do by making a couple of choices, it's worth it to me. I mean, I think, I mean, a house is a house. You know what I mean? Like, But having peace and, and joy in your family and making these decisions of what you guys want your family to look like, that feels more important to me than a house. So I would be looking at a, and it's going to be a smaller house. It's not going to be bigger. You may not get the room to host families and all of that, but that's okay. You're, you, you make 60 grand in ministry and that's great. And we're going to, we're going to have a life that reflects that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So with, with making that move, cause we, you know, we're definitely on the same page. We're not expecting the moon here. Uh, we'll do whatever it takes because we think that's um, what, like you said, the highest calling looking at the suggested, you know, 15 year fixed on a mortgage to get within the 1860 a month. It's like we could afford a really, really bad home. You know, that's not sustainable. So how would you guys recommend structuring another mortgage with rates, what they are and trying to get within that 25% rule? I guess if I threw enough of the cash down, it would, it would kind of get under that. Is that what you'd recommend? Yeah. I mean, I would take the 120 and then maybe take, you know what you need maybe from the maybe, maybe 100 or so from the stock i mean i don't know you'll have to run the numbers but that's 220,000 to put down on a house and that should get you guys a really really great head start would you would you say yeah i i would think so yeah yeah so that's what i would do and um yeah that, i mean that that's the move i probably would make honestly i wish there was a magic way to give you everything you want but i know i just don't know if i would liquidate $300,000 of stock for a mortgage just to keep in a the house, house, just to keep a house, while you still will have a hundred and seventy thousand dollars left on a mortgage. Yeah, to keep up for you know what I mean. And that's where the recast could help because that will bring the payment down to. That's right. The that's payment right. Would, would you do that? Would you? If they really want to have the cake and eat it too, and stay in the home and have her stay at home, that would be what I would do. Yeah. I don't know what the stock portfolio is for, but I feel like it's for a time such as this. Yeah. To yeah, give yeah, them yeah. the life they yeah. want. So and look so, at the recast, James. Um, and if it's not a great option for you guys, then you probably will have to sell. Yeah. Now, I don't want to over-spiritualize it, but I feel like when the Lord calls you to something, usually there's some intense sacrifice involved. And so yeah. that's part of the deal. Thank you for that. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to my co-host, Rachel Cruz, all the folks in the booth, including Ken Coleman, who is uh, just trying to entertain us right now in the booth. Appreciate that, Ken. And you, America, will be back before you know it. Until next time, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously.